welcome to a special presentation of the Absolute Game of Nerds with your non-geek, non-nerd hosts, JP and Rohan. And with us, we have a a special guest, the godfather of the Absolute Geek Network. We have Matt here. And Rohan, why don't you tell our one viewer right now why this is a special presentation? Uh, yeah, so there was a challenge or challenge or a first video was put out by Alex the Comic Order uh, and the Comics Holics Challenge uh, to toast, post your top five grails. In his video, he tagged uh, a handful of people, one of them being Mike from Lunch Money Comics. And then in Mike's uh, video, he tagged me and JP. So here we are uh, returning the favor. We're going to post our top five grails. Uh, I think for the three of us, we've talked about these are our top five grails that are important to us this doesn't necessarily mean that this is our most valuable one to five these are just the top five for us personally um and then yeah and then we're going to tag uh lawrence from mighty comics and collectibles uh jason from omega collects errol molnar uh and manu from the 9.9 newsstand so we're going to look for your guys's videos to follow up after the hours yep and we have matt with us today because one of our first videos for absolute game of nerds was about the hunt and the hunt for 181 and we all have our grails and over the course of the last month or so we've all gotten them so we all have which should all be on on our list i think right all should have that grail we just recently got Uh, everyone had their own separate grail but uh, i think it some of us have better stories of how they got them some of them you know have have uh interesting stories so we can go over that but uh yeah i thought it was interesting how we all kind of got the grails as uh this came about and so it made it made it for a good video so but yeah i think i'm the one who pulled the shortest straw so i get to go first and bring mine up and i'm going to add mine to the stream because i don't want to take all mine down from the um from my wall here not that it's that hard of a thing to do but the top five uh grails and i spelled it incorrectly like the uh consignment guy grails (laughs) so nice (laughs) so which is appropriate because one of my grails came from them so that's i guess a little shout out to grails there So I started with Amazing Spider-Man 269 and 270. I have both with me in person. They were not on my on my wall, but here they are. And what I thought was cool about what Lunch Money did by talking about his keys and grails was that he had ones that had nothing to do with like Rohan, you said, not value, but with uh, sentimental value, too. And these are probably the first two comics I bought. They're the same ones I bought from the 7-Eleven, east of Pittsburgh. I don't know, whatever year this came out, 1985. Yeah, so however long ago that was is when these were bought, both of them. Both newsstand because they were bought right at the 7-Eleven. I remember walking past and seeing Spider-Man in a black suit. Hadn't seen that before. The cover was awesome with his acrobatic move there and Fire Lord shooting at him. I always thought the guys like the Human Torch and the ones that could always shoot fire were, were pretty cool. So this was just drew me right in. And then I was remembered enough to go the next week and buy 270 to finish out the story of Spider-Man beating up a cosmic uh, entity, a cosmic being. And uh, this wasn't even uh, Captain Universe Spider-Man or whatever he was called at the time. And he beat the crap out of Fire Lord, which was pretty cool. So uh, this was tied for five, number five on my list. Did you and read I, comics I, then, though, JP? Did you read these after you got them? I did. I, right, I, I, I did read these ones. I don't remember what happened. I just remember him beating them up. And, you know, I liked more of the pictures still then because I was into the the, the artwork. <clears throat> but <clears throat> excuse me. So, yeah, so this was number five and the only comic I ever read. <laughs> I've only read one book in my life and only two comics. And here they are. So. <laughs> All right. Get there, I believe in you. I'm hoping, I'm hoping. So the next one on this list is the one that we made the video about, and that was uh, Hulk 181. I just got that one about, oh, about a couple weeks ago. I made a little quick reel about it with the song uh, Hallelujah, because I had didn't think I would get it, because it just seemed like it wasn't going to happen. I wasn't willing to spend the money. I wasn't finding the deal I wanted. Um, just before I bought this 4.0, I had had seen one on another consignments uh, site, and we tried to work it out. And right as I was about to pay for it, I realized the guy was in the UK or Australia, and we had to convert the money to, to pounds. 
and that was like messed up because PayPal was screwing up the the uh, the exchange. So I was like, God, it must not be meant to be. So I went to a show the next weekend. I bought <clears throat> two other books, <laughs> and then this one popped up. So I, I couldn't turn that one down. It was fate. So here it is. Not bad. <laughs> I, I I like uh, real quick. I just I like that you're like God. It just didn't be. It didn't seem like it was gonna work out. And it's like that was literally like the entirety of like three weeks. Was that all of it right there? It's like, I know, but how many times we looked at you? You're like, here's one, here's one. I'm like, yeah, uh, it didn't work. And then I was ready to pull the trigger. And then he was like, no, you, this converts to pounds. I was like, he goes, well, and it's gonna add three hundred dollars. I was like, well, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I'm not paying any more than Rohan did for his. So let's do that <laughs> shit. <laughs> so it's a great looking book. So as we all know, it's the uh, it's the uh, first appearance of Wolverine, one of our favorite characters. I mean, it was a book I wanted as a kid. Didn't see it very often. It was not expensive as we as we talked about before. Probably doable at three hundred bucks. But if you think about inflation back then, I don't know what if that was a thousand back then. If you figure inflation, so probably why neither one of none of us bought it then. Um, but it it was attainable. But you know. Who would have known? So glad to finally have it. Next one on my list is Amazing Spider-Man 129. This one is my probably my top, my second favorite character, the Punisher. Book in hand here. This one, I not a very great story. I basically hate bought this one on uh, eBay one uh, one day. <laughs> I got mad about something and I got drawn into this um, this auction. And probably didn't spend too much more than what the going price is now because this was done last July. And I wish I would have waited, but hey, you never know. It's a great looking book. It presents well. It's got the custom label up at the top. Um, again, another book that we could have bought years ago for a reasonable price and we just didn't. I don't know why. Um, I just I never saw it anywhere at any comic book show. Same with with 181. It, they just weren't at the comic book stores. They weren't at the shows eBay wasn't prevalent back then. So, you know, if it wasn't at your store and you didn't see it at a show, you didn't get it. So this is uh, my grail number two, as it says here. Let me go back and see. So I said this is tied four. So the reason why is I have Spider-Man, this amazing Spider-Man tied with number four with the Hulk. Again, they have sentimental value, but again, it was, I felt they were both unattainable as a kid. So to get them now, it's like, you know, as a kid, I really wanted them, but wasn't like dying to get them like some of these other books that are coming up. Now, Hulk 340. This book. This is the same, the original from the from when I bought it as a kid. I used to read through this book, <laughs> not the words, the pictures. You kill me, dude. <laughs> and it was awesome the the cover's awesome i love mcfarlane but i just didn't want to read it you got to look at the pictures the way he drew the hulk was my favorite the gray hulk was all wrinkly and and you know shredding he got shredded up pretty good by wolverine um but this is my same copy as a kid i didn't even know it was a newsstand until recently when i got it you know uh graded but i love this book um i wouldn't really i wouldn't get rid of it i mean maybe if it <laughs> someone offers me about three times what it's worth but it's more sentimental value than than the other ones because I've like those Spider-Man books. I had those since uh, since I was a kid, so that's why that's why I like that this book. It's just a great great book, in my so, opinion. Real quick before you move on, which book on this list don't you have in your hand? Because you're like, I made a slideshow because I don't want to pull these books off my wall. But every time you're the like, one. oh, this book right here, this book right here, and you're just like grabbing them right next to you. It's like I know I had them. Right. I only have one on my wall, and I had to. Put it back into place and i just don't want to mess put i got like six holes behind it now okay because i didn't put it in the stud so i don't want it to fall so next book i have right here <laughs> punisher number one the mini series one the last one i hold in my hand and this book number two grail and or key you got your your numbers all mixed up here I feel yeah, like well that's you. why again it I guess well, it's somehow you said five and he's got like 10. It's yeah. just, right. He's well, like, two are tied. Well, these two are tied, so they count right. as one. Well, well I'm right. not going to lie. I have a tie on one of mine, too. So I'm not going to hate on JP for that. That's right. Hey, it's my list, man. I, <laughs> my, I can do what I want. I'll take my I take my list and go home then. But no, I mean, I think I had the list reversed. I, I, I wanted to put ASM 129 at two. And I thought, you know what? I didn't. 
it, I just don't have the sentimental value for the book. I'd like, I'm glad I have it. It's a, it's, it's a key. It's a, it's a, you know, bronze age, uh, grail. Um, but I just, it was one I never really thought I'd get, you know, but this Punisher book as a kid, I went into the comic book store in my hometown many times and I never bought it. My mother wouldn't let me buy it because she said it was too violent. The cover was just awesome. You can see all the rage in his eyes. I just love this cover. Like you can't believe it's just, it's awesome. And I wanted it. And my mom was like, no, it's too, it's too expensive. And it's too violent. Cause I w wasn't allowed to watch anything violent as a kid. As you can see, I turned out well from, from all that sheltering. <laughs> so, um, but I just thought it was a great cover. I loved it. And I, what, that's one of the first books I bought when I got back into the hobby last year was, trying to get that book and i got it you know i bought on on ebay but it was one that always you know i was never able to get and always wanted i had the 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 unlimited series number one from 87 but i just never could pull the trigger to find this one and uh so now as an adult i was able to bring it back get it back and get it in the collection here so um i put that as number two because one i've wanted for 30 plus years so Nice. That's why that one's number two and not the ASM 129. Yeah. So my number one grail, which is a small print because I the picture I took, it's up on my wall. I didn't want to take it down. That's why I made the slideshow. But this was the first book I bought when I went when I got back into the hobby. I went to the guy I sold it to to try to buy it back from him. And he didn't have it. He had another one. It was a raw book. And I bought the raw book and I was like, damn, I should have bought a graded one. I wanted to get mine back, uh, but I bought this raw book from him. It was probably a six over seven. And uh, for what I paid for it, I'm like, I could have just got a graded book. I wish I'd have known about um, which we call it elite comics or grails and those consignment places. Uh, but I ended up having two at one point early last year. But this was the book I said, I was just going to come back into the hobby and buy this book and be done. And as you can see, that didn't happen. But this one brought me back into the into great into collecting. I just wanted to get back the books I had. And again, McFarlane was my favorite. Um, Jim Lee was a close second. But McFarlane just did some great covers and great artwork. Who cares about the writing? It was about the artwork. And I just I just love this book and wanted to get it back. So I know there uh, there's a million copies out there. It's been homaged numerous times, but I just think it's overall a great book. It's, you know, it's a Bronze Age key, but, you know, it, it, but it means more to me because it, it's one I, I had and I've coveted and I can't believe as an idiot like I am that I sold it. I should have just kept them. Um, but I ended up getting this one back and I got back 298 and 299. So I had those three and I sold them all a couple years back and I'm just glad to get them back in the back in the uh collection again so those are my my top five to eight however you want to call it <laughs> so that's what yeah. i thought was uh my important key so i'll i'll jump in here next because since, since we were just caught on jp for having more than five because i have saved i have a, little, a few more than five because i have some ties uh, and actually, I have two honorable mentions I wanted to show as well. Oh, we're uh, <laughs> we twenty-five here, Rohan. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I think, I, yeah. So there's a little bit more than five here, but uh, for me, I will say, um, I as well got back into the hobby uh, last spring, as a lot of you know. Um, I, unlike JP, though, I have nothing from my childhood. I kind of let it all go. Um, so none of my books have that sentimental value that JP has. Uh, but these are all the characters I've grown up loving, uh, and they're all important to me for that matter. Also kind of a cool fact, when I started collecting, I was, you know, buying all these books and, you know, I didn't think I could afford um, tons of like, or big expensive books. So, you know, I bought a ton of like five to $50 books, we'll say. By the time I got to the fall, I was like, okay, I got to take a break. I've been spending too much money. And, and then my taste, I was like, you know, I started to learn, like I can afford bigger keys if I can just slow down and save versus buying so many books at a time. And so all the books on my list are all books that I've either directly traded for or I moved off of the books that I bought from when I started and used that money to buy these books. So there's no new dollars spent here on any of my list, which I think is pretty cool. Um, so the first one, uh, I got both of these. I'll do two honorable mentions here. Um, that is ASM 50. 
which in my opinion is uh, the best Spider-Man cover um, of all time. It's my favorite one, should I say. Plus, it's got the first appearance of Kingpin and the classic uh, storyline of Spider-Man No More. I got this and my other honorable mention, which is Silver Surfer mm. 1 in the same trade. Um, I also got an FF-52 in that trade. Um, but so Silver you, Surfer... when you do these trades, do you bring a gun to the trade? <laughs> no, no. I, I, I will tell you, 90% of my trades have been with one guy. His name's Mark Johnson. His feed is Chillectables. Um, if you follow him on Instagram, he sells a lot of books and he has some of the best prices I find of anyone. So if like, if there's a book I'm looking for, I'm always talking to Mark first. Cause I know he's not going to, he's going to give me a great deal. So um, shout out to Mark Chillectables. If you guys follow or don't follow him, you should, if you look at buying books. Um, but again, Silver Surfer, my favorite uh, all time character. So obviously his first uh, solo series is a big one for me. Um, this is also one of the books that I remember from my childhood. Always think of like this cover always stuck out. So grabbing this one was a, was a good, good one for me. Uh, so those are my two honorable mentions. So my number five, uh, this book is my all time favorite cover from the silver age. It is silver surfer. Number four, um, cool story about this. So I actually never knew this book existed. Uh, when I collected as a kid, I never saw it. Um, and when I came back into the hobby, uh, I saw it. awesome. That is a book I want to get somehow, some way. And so I, when we got back in JP and I, it was at the height of the comic boom. And I went to a con and there was a 2.5, uh, silver surfer four, and it was $1,300. And this is again, peak of the boom. And I was like, man, how am I ever going to get this? I with that gun you bring to your trade. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> traded for this in the fall from Mark. Again, Mark. And this is a 5-0, so the grade is twice as good. And it was a trade value of $675. Right. So it just shows you how much the boom, you know, how high things did go. Um, and maybe that $300 was even crazier than it should have been, but still it's just something for me to think about. I was like, how am I doing this? And then I got a twice as good of a grade for literally half the price. Um, so I was pretty pumped about that. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, my number four uh, book. Oh, and someone asked, like, what did I trade for these? Honestly, I didn't trade any huge books for any of my stuff. It was literally I traded Mark like packages of like 30 books at a time. And they were all yeah, like he said he wanted smaller books, right? Yeah. He said in the, with the economy in the starting from the fall, he said it is easier for me to sell 10 $50 books than it is for me to sell one $500 book. So if you've got liquid books that people will buy, I will happily trade you big books for a package of little books. So all of my trades, all those little menial books that I bought pre, which were cool books, but they're not like super expensive ones. He happily took and I happily took his big books. And I think there's a lot of people that are doing that right now. So if that's something that you want to do, you should definitely start talking to people about it. Um, so then from there, my number four book, um, which JP had as well, is my ASM 129, right? The first appearance of the Punisher. Uh, Punisher is definitely a great character. He was my brother's favorite character as a kid. So I always remembered this book uh, from my childhood. It was also if on the Marvel series ones cards we talk about. They have the most valuable comic series. Um, ASM 129 was one of the cards in there. So I always knew of the cover. I was like, oh, that's one I want to get. Um, I'm a big Spider-Man fan as well. So this was a huge one for me to grab um, and super pumped to get this. I got this one. This one I didn't get from Mark. I got this from Benny B Collects on Instagram. Another another cool guy that's got some good prices on his stuff. Um, so yeah, ASM one twenty nine. Number three. Again, this is another one from a trade from Mark, uh, and it is Giant Size X Men number one. Um, this was one that I wasn't thinking I was going to get at the time, but then Mark posted he got it, and he's and I was like, well, shoot, if I'm going to get this book and I want to get it at a good deal, now's the time to jump on it with Mark. And so I kind of slowed aside the books I was looking for and, and went after this one and, and got it. Um, so pretty happy about that one. Uh, and this is one too. This was the first book I would say that I always thought this cover was cool. Uh, but when I got it in hand and I just kind of stared at it, it really was just like, man, this is, this is a sweet book. And this cover I really love. Who drew the cover uh, of that one? Uh, it is Dave Cockrum. Cockrum, that's right. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that moves us to number two. And this is obviously what we talked about. JP and I did an entire episode on how uh, we were going to get it. And it was our hunt for 181. It was the first book I got in 2023. 
uh, and it is uh, the Hunt or Hulk 181. Funny enough, I got this. So Matt's podcast, the Absolute Geek Podcast, often has a guy ish who works at a store called Fantastic Worlds in Arizona. And Hill, yep, yep. And they they posted this book, and I was like, I couldn't believe the price of was it. And I had a bunch of books that I listed, and they weren't selling just yet. And so I didn't have the money to buy this. And so I was like, hmm, I wonder if I cut the prices on the books that I have up for sale, if I can sell them super fast and get the money for this. And sure enough, I cut about 20% off my prices, which is lower than I wanted to go, but I wanted to move on this. And so I was fine with it. I, I cut down the price and they all sold uh, within the next few hours. And then I hit um, Ish's partner back up and he was, uh, I was like, all right, I got it. Let's go. And we closed the deal. And <laughs> On its way, it came. Hulk 181. The hunt for 181 was complete for me. Yep. It <clears throat> didn't take too long. I figured it would take years. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, and then now kind of playing a JP rule, right? So my number one uh, is a three. It's a three bar. And you'll understand why, right? My favorite character uh, is Silver Surfer. Um, number, or sorry, Silver Surfer, right? So obviously my number one on my top grails is going to be the entire uh, trilogy here, which is going to be Fantastic 448. Uh, this one I traded from from uh, Mark from Chillectables again. Fantastic <laughs> Four, number 49. This one actually, I forgot. I got this. This was the first big book I ever bought. Um, and I got this before I started trading. I got this from Aaron, who has the A1 comics feed. Uh, super cool guy. Uh, also got great prices if you're not following him. And, of course, then the Fantastic 450. Uh, in my opinion, underrated Silver Surfer color. I know a lot of people hate on it because of the brown. Uh, I think it's dope. There's another one. I forget what number it is, but it's all, it has even more brown. It's not as good as that cover. So it looks uh, similar, but I, that might be, I don't know if it's in the 70s, but it, that one's definitely the better cover. Yeah. Um, so I would agree. But yeah, I see someone here, Solowookie. Uh, I got to look up the, yeah, I am Tony, Mark Johnson, Chillectables, dude. He is a great guy. I chat with him often. He's got great prices and he's down to trade. Uh, so yeah, you should definitely look them up. That's a good list there. Oh, I like yeah. it. So now we have Matt. Let's see what Matt's come up with. No slide for Matt. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, I'm the, the little man on the total pole here, and not you know big dong swinging with my Hulk 181 here, right? Um, hey, that's your next first one, one here. That you said that's your next one. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, but that's gonna go for my daughter, but. That's that's the next book I'm looking for. But the first one up for me is uh, Amazing Spider-Man 375. This is actually not this particular one, but this issue is the very first comic book I ever owned. Nice. Oh, so this was, cool. I begged my dad to buy me this book at a little 7-Eleven, just I think because of the, the gold cover. But I mean, the issue I had, I it got a lot of bathroom reading, a lot of bathtub <laughs> reading, a lot of playground reading. It it definitely uh, got loved on. So um, it probably got thrown away in one of the many moves. Growing up as a military brat, we moved around a lot. So it definitely got thrown away in, in one of the moves. And um, about a year, year and a half ago, Solo Wookiee actually was like, I've got two copies for sale. And I had to jump on getting one. He hooked me up with a killer deal for it. But it's a book that I had to have in my collection just because it's cool to say, I've got the very first book that got me into comics. Now, would so, you ever you would ever sell that one or no? No, probably not. No, it's uh, it's one that'll stay with me for forever. Just because, like I said, I like the to say that um, I I own the very first book that got me into comics. Uh, my next one here is actually more of a modern. It's uh, Invincible Two. This is actually the whatnot. Uh, at a, or of uh, um. Adam E variant, I think your name is. Um, I picked this one because it's a Tyler Kirkham. It's signed by Tyler Kirkham. But the name of my podcast that I spent nine years building is actually in this book as being one of the first people to jump on with whatnot when it opened up. So on the back of the book is actually listed my podcast, Absolute Geek Podcast. And so a lot of people sell this book for hundreds of dollars online and I decided that I'm going to keep it because it's got something I created in it. So uh, that's that was awesome. pretty badass. Matt, do you watch <laughs> the Invincible show? Yes, I do. Is it good? I love it. Yeah, I'm waiting for season two. Season two is going to be awesome. Yeah, 
I gotta check that out. Um, up next, I am a huge Kevin Smith fan, and I've got this Quick Stops uh, Modern. It says congratulations, to Aaron and Matt, because he actually married me and my wife <laughs> at one of his shows. So, and when we sent him our marriage certificate to sign, he sent us back this book and, and wrote the you know the inscription on it. So it's something that uh, I'll cherish forever because it is he did marry me and my wife. So it's it's kind of a grail to me. It's not worth much. This is actually a variant for his Jane Silent Bob secret stash um, <clears throat> store. But I will uh, cherish actually, that forever. Come out for swinging, that Matt, with those those first three. That was pretty good. Right? Nice <laughs> yeah, you, we can't we can't touch those stories. Um, <laughs> then I've got uh, Amazing Spider Man. 121 the death of gwen stacy this was actually my first grail this is the book that i wanted for the longest time um just that iconic cover the story um oh everything that goes along with it so i saw it at phoenix comic-con one year and i bought it in that same year stan lee happened to be there so i waited in line and i waited probably for about four hours finally got up there and JP's boy, the Todd father, walked up as I'm next in line and takes Stan away for lunch. So, go have lunch <laughs> so I had to wait another hour in line for them to come back to finally get Stan Lee to sign it, which he did. But it's sad because it was towards the, the end of his life to where he wasn't all there. So his handler actually kind of had to like pick his hand up and place it on the book. And then Stan wrote his name and then his handler took his hand off of it and slid it down the table. So, but it's just, this was the first grail I always wanted. And I, you know, got it, got it signed by Stan Lee. And it's one that I covet and will never get rid of. You know, I will say Matt, on that book. I think that is the most underrated Spider-Man cover. And one of the most underrated covers. I love, love that cover. And no one ever talks about it. And then my last one here is the one I just got. Amazing Spider-Man 129. The running theme of this episode, I guess, <laughs> is all that 129 goodness. I mean, this is like, let's face it. If you're in the in the comic collecting game and you want the big keys, how can you not try to get a good run of Spider-Man? Because it seems like every big major key is in an issue of Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. So in 129, I mean, is one of the end-all, beat-all grails for, for Spider-Man currently. Uh, this book here, <laughs> funny stories, I was actually coming back from my honeymoon and our flight had been canceled. Um, I found out my cousin passed away and my wife got COVID. So I was sitting here working and I was like, I had a little bit of money in my pocket from uh, a bonus for my yearly bonus at work. And I was like, I'm going to do something stupid. I'm going to just see what this book's going for on eBay. Went on eBay. There was one going for 11, $1,200. And I was like, it was about to end. And I was like, there's no way I get this. Like, it's going to get sniped last second. It always happens. You bid on, you see a book that's too good to be true. You bid on it. It gets sniped. The last second gets bit weighed up. Bid on it. Won it. Done deal. I was like, I can't believe that just happened. And it, it was like instant regret. It was like instant buyer's remorse. When it happened, I was like, oh, man, I can't believe that just happened. And I went to my wife and I was like, I just did something stupid. And she's like, what'd you do? I was like, I just spent... $1,200 on a comic book. I was like, that's some expensive paper. She's like, you don't really splurge that much and something you've wanted since I've known you and you've talked about it a couple or uh, quite a few times. So I'm not mad at you. You bought something you want and you're going to enjoy, you know, good on you. So she was cool with it where I thought she was going to be mad, but my wife would have said the same thing. She wouldn't get mad <laughs> about that. She'd, paper. she'd say, oh, but, you always wanted that. So it justified, hey, you could yeah. turn around and sell any of those grills. And get, yeah, you know, not the ones that you covet a lot, but you can get most of your money back. So, worst case, and I but. have, I have a lot of like the Amazing Spider-Man fifties and you know, all that stuff. I, it's just I wanted to pick grails that meant something to me, um, even if they're not big keys or expensive books, kind of like what you guys suggested. So, no, oh, yeah, I, I like the ones again. Most of the McFarlands behind me are original to the ones I bought as a kid. So, yeah, you know, I. When I realized McFarlane was drawing Hulk or had drawn Hulk, I went back to find those books. 
I I didn't know that he was he drew Batman. I didn't know he drew Coyote. So I found that out as of now. I, I don't know what you know. It wasn't information. Uh, the information wasn't um, prevalent back then on those kind of things. But I would have probably bought the Batmans as well. And uh, but yeah, they they mean more than just because an expensive book. I think that's the important part of yeah. this tag video is about the keys and the but the keys become the grails too. Yeah, you know, or, or vice versa. So. So question for everyone here, since we all three of us had Punisher 129, so we're all fans of the Punisher. Is any of us, I'm not, I, mean, I know JP is so bad, maybe this question is to you. Are you at all reading these newer Punisher where he's like swords now instead of guns? I'm not. I actually, um, on my other show, I do Saturday Night Special. We were, uh, a guy by the name of Darth Lopez has been going through and reviewing them on the show. And it, it's kind of piqued my interest where I was like, all right, I saw issue, I think 10 or 11 came out this week and I was going to buy it. And I was like, no, I'll just wait and let him tell me about it. And it's better that way. Like, it's not, he's not a character I've really kept up with um, just because it's not, he really, he really never hit that mark with me. Um, I'm a Spider-Man guy through and through and I have been and I actually kind of like, some of my friends make fun of me because they're like, oh, you love Spider-Man and you know in the ultimate universe he shoots spider-man and it's just like oh man you know he's he's kind of like the direct reason the ultimate peter parker dies so it's like oh man so it's it's just i kind of have that love hate relationship with the punisher yeah Yeah, i'm just curious this is like i'm curious if it's if it's good or people don't like it and then i'm curious like is that who we're gonna get in the new daredevil movie is our show is it gonna be the swords version of the punisher but then i also saw some rumor like um he's gonna wear the war machine armor which apparently happened in a modern comic that i mm-hmm. i was unaware of as well so I'm, I'm kind of very curious to see where that goes yeah i don't know but i have that war the um armor war suit i think it's punisher i think it's two 221 or something so i have that one um just in case but i don't know we'll see i think they're gonna go with the old punisher the re- the one we know from birth and all um netflix show and that's what we'll get but I mean, I, that's one I would hope for, just because that's the one I grew, grew up with. But uh, you know, who knows with the climate these days? You know, you know. One thing, Matt, I know you're more of a reader. Did you read the Secret Wars from 2015? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the Punisher has a small part in that, an episode or issue two of that run, right? Where he goes in and he goes, with the world ending, I have like ten bullets, and he goes in and bullseyes in there, and uh, I think. Uh, his name fisk kingpin's in there and he just starts shooting everybody inside the bar because the world's going to end and he's just like fuck it i'm going to shoot everybody and that's what punisher does in secret wars so i'm hoping that scene is in secret wars somehow because if they're going to bring it back they can definitely film that scene to make it bring that in there it's pretty cool um so yeah i don't see the punisher from the current run being what they do at disney plus because then they'd have to reestablish the hand because he's the leader of the hand in that in the the current run. So mm-hmm. they'd have to reestablish the hand, and you haven't really heard what they're doing with the hand or with like Iron Fist or Luke Cage or any of those other characters yet. So I think it would be a stretch for them to go with with the current Punisher. So I think you're going to get more like Punisher War Journal stuff, nice. like the Burns all stuff you've seen. Yeah. Now you said that in the Ultimate Universe, because I obviously didn't read that. He Punisher shoots Peter Parker, kills Peter Parker in the Ultimate. So he's indirectly responsible for his death. So um, Peter is going to try to save his aunt from the Green Goblin, and Punisher sh- like indirectly shoots him. Like he shoots, and then Peter gets hit, and so he as he like webs himself up, he goes to. F- have his final face off with the green goblin who ends up killing him in his, mm-hmm. in the front yard of his aunt may's house. But it, it's, he, he dies because of the wounds he receives from that bolt, from that shot from the Punisher. And that's what leads into your ultimate fallout where you get your fall ultimate fallout for the miles ah. Morales appearance. So there you go. I didn't, I didn't know any of that. Damn. That's pretty cool. Damn Punisher. I don't right? know. I don't know. I mean, they never made a good movie for the Punisher, in my opinion. Birth and All was the best reiteration of him, in my opinion. But the Dolph Lundgren movie, I saw that years ago. That was that was that was you know Lewis Gossett Jr. It was rough. 
the um, John Travolta and who's the guy? The other guy from it, Thomas. Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane. I think that one's got some entertainment to it, though. I enjoyed it. I, I mean, isn't I liked that, it. I watched it, but isn't that the one where he tortures the guy with a popsicle? Right? Isn't that the same one? Rebecca remains in that one, from what I remember. I don't know, but yeah. I, he might have done yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, with the blowtorch. I think he he does that. Yeah, but yeah. No, <clears throat> in my opinion, no movie. See, if I was going to make the Punisher movie, my Punisher movie, and no one take this idea from me, but I would make a Punisher movie. I would make it Kevin, half. Kevin, Kevin Feige's listening right now, JP. Well, you heard it here first. <laughs> I would make the movie half Notebook and half Punisher Netflix, where he you you see the whole story of the family and all the love and all that stuff, and you don't know you don't know what's going to happen. All of a sudden, they all get murdered in front of him, and he goes on a tirade like just killing people for the next hour of the show doesn't stop. Like they shoot him. He gets up, he's bleeding. He gets his guns and he just gets in his car, goes to wherever they're at. And he just starts blowing people away. Um, kind of like in the, the justice league when Batman beat up all those guys trying to get um, the, the mother back for Superman, just beating the hell out of everybody. Like, like in a, in a crazy, uh, you know, tirade running and just shooting everybody. And just, just like in that Punisher one book, just that crazy look on his face, just blowing people away. And just for that last half hour. So you make it like, oh, take your girlfriend to it. Oh, it's like the notebook. And then all of a sudden it's nothing but death and dismemberment for the next hour. And your girlfriend's like, what the hell? You know? See, then you'd like the current Punisher run because his wife is resurrected by the hand. And he's now the fist of the, considered the fist of the beast. So he's the leader of the hand and he's going to war with Ares. So he just is like murdering everybody. Oh, nice. Like, and it, 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 a lot of the issues cut into his past. So you see like Frank Castle's a young kid. Now he's a huge Captain America fan and how you see his first kill. And you kind of just see like everything that is con- the culmination of what makes the Punisher. In, so is he, in his current is, run, so. if he's the head of the hand, is he a villain then? Um, He's kind of still this, the anti-hero. Okay. Yeah, I heard that run's pretty good, well written, but I wouldn't know because I don't read a comic. So, but I heard it was well. You should written. try it sometime. I hear it's invigorating. We just gotta I'm get JP. Try. We gotta get try. JP to read something in general. Like, I have gone on numerous trips recently, and I've taken my Dark Knight trade paperback and have yet to read the damn thing. <laughs> I have it with me. It's uh, I bought it for two bucks. It's the whole Dark Knight one through four. Want to read it? Next, I'm gonna read Invasion, which is the DC. McFarlane culmination or whatever you want to call that. And then I might reread these old Spider-Man 269 just to remember what I read back in the day and we'll move on from there. But I just, I don't know. I, it was more about the pictures for me. I might actually then go back and read Secret Wars because I think that 2015 run. Yeah, but then we, from what Nick said, I got to go back and read the, all the new Avengers. Well, from- yeah. I, so I was going to tell you, so I talked to Nick after that show um, and I said, hey, I can't read 300 issues, but give me, you know, 10 to 15 that I should read. And then I'm going to read the, uh, the secret wars. So he sent me like, kind of like the order. He was like, read these books, then read one to six and then read these books and then read six to nine. And so I can send that to you if you want. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's what he was saying about, you got, you, I don't know, Matt, you, you read the new Avengers running up to the secret Wars, So I heard that was, Secret War sounds pretty intense because it's much better than the 84 run because there's it's much more involved, I think. But um, again, I was going to just I have the whole collection. I was going to read it. And then Nick said, no, you got to start with Avengers. So I'll take that. Um, I don't know if you agree with that, Matt, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, the good thing about Marvel's event books recently is they're more self-sustained. So you don't really have to go back and read that other stuff understand what's going on unless you really want like the full broad story like if you just want to know what's going on in that event it's pretty good so i mean i would say it depends on how much you want to know do you want to just know what happens in the event then just read the the secret wars issues if you want the whole like overarching beginning middle and end to it then yes i would definitely read those avenger runs and that's they're probably easy to find i mean it wasn't hard to find the um whatchamacallit the secret wars ones i have but interesting but we'll start i, I would like them to do the 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 old secret wars run the battle world stuff and 
but I just but, you they haven't introduced enough characters. I think I think villains I think or they'll definitely do. do I think they'll do elements of it. Like I imagine that's where we're gonna get the black suit Spidey from, for example. Yeah. I would just hate for it to be another like MCU Civil yeah, War. Yeah, was based in the comics. Yeah. The Civil War was just this massive event that changed comics and history as we know it. To now, when you get the movie Captain America Civil War, it's like more like Captain America the conflict or the disagreement. It's not a civil war. It's not on that grand scale of of things. Yeah, I should um, I should add the Civil War run to my my comic reading list because again I've not I've not read a comic post nineteen ninety four so. And why are you busting my balls in? <laughs> well, because I read in general, JP. Like we don't even know. Oh, no, I read, how to read. Yeah. I, I wrote this opening script that I read. That does that count? <laughs> that counts. I read stuff. I read the internet. I read on my phone, but I don't know. So. Anybody have any other uh, thoughts? Well, like, what's our... the next big, what's the next big grail you guys are hunting for? I mean, the the you know hunt for one eighty one lasted oh what two months if that. So what's <laughs> yeah. the next big grail you're going after then? I, I got mine. I, I don't know if JP's got his, but mine. So actually, I originally was going to be Fantastic Four number five, which is the first appearance of Doctor Doom. Uh, but then I kind of thought I was like, you know, Iron Man fifty five, which is the first Thanos. That book came way down after Thanos ended in the MCU. I have it. Yeah, I still have it. Um, But my my point was, it spiked up. But then once he died in the MCU, the book like went way down. Um, And that that Iron Man fifty five was actually the first book I traded for, and that's when the ball started rolling on trades. So my thinking now is, I was like, you know, FF five, it probably may be best to wait until his run in the MCU is done. And I, you know, prioritize some other grails first. And then once that's over, then I'll go for FF 55. So uh, then my next one is going to be X-Men one. That's going to take some time to, you know, pile together the needed assets to do that. Um, So my goal is like, you know, was work towards that towards by the end of the year is kind of the goal. Now, does it, what grade do you want? Or is it going to be raw? Oh, I mean, yeah, I I don't think it'll be raw just because I would be too scared for a book that big uh, to have like restoration or something like that. Um, for me, it's going to be like 1.0 to 2.0 range. Um, you know, I think that'll probably be what I can manage. Um, obviously, I would love more than that, but I don't I, I can't imagine. Um, and that's a book. X and one, you know, that's just a book I'm like happy to have, like, you know, especially if it looks nice. One point. I'll, I'll take it all day. Couple grand, maybe. Yeah, I think I think a 1.0 right now you can you can find for about forty five hundred dollars. Um, I think it was less than that when I saw, but maybe oh, it was really? raw. Maybe it was raw. That's why. Okay. I don't like yeah. that cover. I I, I mean, <clears throat> I if you look at the top where they have the the number of the book. Yeah. Right, and you got uh, Jean Grey and Cyclops together. Cyclops looks like like he looks like Frozone from Incredibles. Does he not? Is it Frozo or Frozone? Whatever Frozone, his name is. Yeah. He looks like him with, with the way they drew him. I'm like, he looks like he's looking out the side, like, hey, what are you doing over there? It's just a weird looking picture of them up in the top. And that was the, they used that for the first, I don't know how many issues. But then the, the cover itself, Iceman's throwing snowballs. Like, what is he going to do to yeah, make yeah, me go with them? Yeah. So I can't remember. There's an issue that it changed. So Iceman, for the first several issues of X Men, was more like Snowman. Like he had that right. snow appearance and snowballs. Um, which is crazy because yeah, now, no <laughs> now Iceman is 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 one of the handful of Omega level mutants out there. Um, so I mean, he that cover that doesn't do him justice for how powerful he truly is. No, I mean he was like even later on because I remember him from the um, Spider Man and his Amazing Friends, and he did that ice slide thing, which I thought yeah. was like, cool as hell, you know. And and he he was he was pretty badass. But that first cover, you know, he's just throwing snowballs at Magneto and. You know, Cyclops is doing his thing, and Beast isn't Beast. You know, he's not Harry. So, I mean, it's yeah, a, a it's good, a great book. It's a great grill, but that's a good testament on on how far art has come and the evolution of art, though, because you probably couldn't get that glossy effect like he's got now. Mm-hmm. Back, oh, yeah. back, yeah. When, I know. mean, and JB, we talk about like think about Silver Surfer, right? We grew up on the Ron Lim Silver Surfer, where it's really shiny and it's got the reflective Round. quality. 
and then you know as i showed you look at jack kirby's silver surfer or this actually isn't jack kirby this is uh, um, who's that Bushema? Bushema, i think um but i never i would never a fan of kirby I, yeah, that's where you and I will differ. Uh, Kirby's the man. I love Kirby's art. Yeah, but I mean, anyways, oh. Kirby Surfer is very similar to this, right? You don't get the same shininess and reflective quality. But yeah, I, I from love your it. Fantastic Four book, yeah. Yeah, I um, I love, I love Jack. Jack Kirby's my all-time number one. Like, I just love, uh, and I, you know, I understand what you're saying about the X-Men One cover. I still think it's great. I love it. I mean, uh, no, I mean, there's a reason. If you look, you look at the Fantastic Four number one book. It's goofy as hell looking. They're not even in costume, right? Yeah. You got they this. Don't the costume, they don't get the costume until number three, I think, or four. Okay. Yeah, it's it's not right away on the cover or something like that. But you know, it's a stupid looking cover, but it has that you know classic cover quality, which the X Men one is does as well. So I'm just those old. You know, you can see how, like Matt said, how far things have come on the artists and how much more they can do. Now it's getting too far that it's too too graphic i mean i'm not a big fan of um um what's his name ross alex ross alex ross because his stuff looks painted to me that's but his style i love yeah i love his, his stuff, but when you yeah. look at it more i'm like well that is pretty good like mike zek on that cover of punisher one looks painted as well but i love that as a kid so when i first saw alex ross's art i was like god I'm, I'm not into that but then i see more and more covers and that i mean he does it's great it's great stuff so kirby has not grown on me i i never liked this stuff back in, as a kid um still don't like it now but i can appreciate what he what he meant to the to the industry and what you know what he did then and and those characters that lasted and how well i mean did he drew, drew them well you know it's, some guys just phoned it in i mean kirby drew like everything so you know yeah so i will I, say I, if you like um you know, I'm a, I'm a classic guy here. So painted covers, um, house of secrets, 92 for the Bernie Wrightson first oh, yeah. thing cover. That thing is gorgeous. And it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of, he's that kind of brushstroke. Um, it, oh man, I, that cover is incredible. That is That's what I like about Alex Ross is for <clears throat> most comic book people who collect just covers are like, well, I like the art. I want to display them as an art piece. Alex Ross is that cause all this stuff is painted in oils and it's very, beautiful and you know gives you kind of that high class art feel that you don't get from most comic book artists so it, it's kind of like an evolutional step when you're displaying an alex ross piece versus like you know a todd mcfarlane cover or, or whatever so even that's why i like when you go to cons like san diego comic-con they have a whole just section which is like an alex ross art gallery where you can actually buy the physical pieces that he created that they took and deconstructed to make covers so oh. to buy like, one of those, uh, what does that cost though, to buy it? Like roughly, what is it reasonably oh, ridiculously priced? Or ridiculous, is it, yeah. Is it yeah, okay. it's a good chunk of change. Yeah. All right, Matt, you like um Peach Momoko then since she's all watercolor? I don't like Peach, Peach Momoko. Some of her stuff's good, but a lot like when she first hit the scene, her stuff was really solid. And after that, uh, she's just been overworked and pulled in every direction. Now her stuff is kind of on a strong decline. Uh, yeah, yeah, you get him overworked. Like Kirby was drawing everything back in the seventies. Even I don't know if he got. I don't think he got into the eighties. I'm not sure, but I, I know that he did that Silver Star, which was you know he was in DC, and I have this Silver Star number one that he drew, and you can always tell the Eternals he drew. Um, mm -hmm. You just tell his artwork. It was. It, I, it was I don't even know how because you know, and you have with him, you have Stan Lee that wrote all those books. I don't know how those two guys cranked out as much material as they did. Like, it is insane to me. Yeah, I mean, they, and they kept it all together. You know, they kept all the storylines together. Um, and they were a good duo. And I'm sure there was some, I think there was animosity between those two. I don't, I don't read that, but I can, I can just feel that from the two don't really, you don't really have someone who has a signed Stanley and Jack Kirby book. Well, there is. And that's why it's Kirby went, went other places. Yep, I figured that because he went to DC and and Stanley never left. But um, I don't know. I there are. Uh, what would you say, Matt? Your next? Are you going after one eighty one next, or do you got something else in mind? Yeah, one eighty one is one eighty one eighty one is probably uh, next on my list because I'm I'm one of those people that like I believe you know all respect to one eighty one. To me, one eighty is the first appearance of Hulk. If you look at most of the materials, if you look at the old, or sorry, yes, Wolverine. 
not Hulk Wolverine. If you look at like the old Marvel cards on the back, yeah, of it, it, says it even says 180 is the first appearance. So in my mind, it's crazy that we let a company like CGC come out and determine what the first appearance of these characters is and what determines a first appearance versus a cameo. It, you know, it's like the whole Gambit thing. Gambit, don't even get me started on that. But it's like, yep. all right, so I want... I want both of them together because I think at some point, yeah, definitely. I think it's the great. market is going to flip and they're going to go. Well, 180 is is the first appearance. There's going to be something that definitively happens where they're like 180 is the first appearance. It has to do with the cover. And That's the difference. 181 the is the yeah. The cover. 181 cover is my appearance. 181 is my all time favorite cover, and like to me that makes it the. That's why yeah. it holds so much value. Um, I will say also the Marvel cards also list ASM 299 as the Venom first appearance, not 300. I think McFarland says that 299 is the yeah. first Venom appearance because he's on the back page. Yeah. But again, what constitutes it? I don't know. I mean, those cards were like the Bible back in the day for what the first appearances were. And now you got CGC determining it. I mean, I think more so the market determines it. And I hope it doesn't flip before I get a 180. The gambit one is, is, is actual, uh, an interesting debate, right? Because you, you know, go on annual... key collector. It says it on there now that it's two, uh, the annual 14 is the first appearance. Well, so yeah, annual have... 14 came out first and right. you know, he's in like eight pages. So there's no question. That's an appearance. It's not a cameo, but it had to do with the publication because 266 was supposed to come out first and in story 266 happens first and even on the cover it says like enter the mutant gambit um and then plus again you got the same cover issue right like the cover of 266 is great the cover of annual 14 i think sucks um and so like you could i i saw annual 14 today that sold on instagram for 35 dollars. like that book is is nothing uh but 266 couple hundred bucks Right. Yeah, I actually have 266 graded, and in the grade it says first in cami or in continuity appearance again. Yeah, oh, okay. I but, should look at. I have I have it graded too. I should see what it says on mine. Well, I should um, look at a picture of it. But yeah, so I'm gonna I'm going after 180 and 181. Not for me specifically, but for my daughter. We I, her name's Logan after Wolverine, so I want to get that for her. So she probably won't be in the comics, but when I die, I can pass it away, to, pass it on to her, and she can sell it for whatever that book's going for at that price to maybe put herself through college or help her buy a house or whatever she wants to do with it. But that's kind of, I started a collection for her when, when I found out my wife was pregnant and I'm just trying to add books nice. for her. So that's kind of what I want the, the 180, 181 for is for me to look at, but for her to actually go to her collection. Yeah. Um, so my CGC slab for 266 says first full appearance of Gambit. It's interesting. Yeah. Because mine, mine says in continuity. That's yeah. mine. Odd. Mine. This is mine. I just got mine slabbed over the summer, so I don't. That that's how recent mine is. Well, if you get a uh, ASM two fifty two and a Marvel team up one forty one, they're both going to say tied for first appearance of the black suit, even though two fifty two came out first. And tied with spec ninety, I think they say now too. No, it's. I don't know. I, that that one definitely came out after the fact, but it's, no, no, uh, I know, but I think CGC listed as tied. As I didn't well. see that because I have, I have um, mine. It says tied for the first appearance, or my one of them says it on there, and it didn't until recently. So yeah, but no, that's a, that's a better story for a good reason to get one eighty and one eighty one. To yeah, I think I think I think yeah, if you have the opportunity to get one eighty, um, there are some super good prices on one eighty, especially right. So yeah, if you can get them both, I think that's a, that's a score. You can get a high grade of that one too for under a grand. I think you can get like a seven zero for seven eight hundred bucks. I think. Yeah, you can definitely get one eighty for a steal. That's for sure because yeah. everyone wants one eighty one. But yeah, I don't think I have anything on my list I want. I mean, I definitely would take an AF fifteen. I'd take a Fantastic Four one. Wouldn't we all though? Like, yeah, I mean, like I, I mean. I, I will sell I'm... my left nut for an AF fifteen. Like, yeah. let's go. You know, I would only sell my right nut. I don't, the left one is <laughs> special to me, but are you right-handed or left-handed? Right-handed. So the right one's stronger. So yeah, that's stronger. It does more, but um, more dominant. But I, I don't know. I just I don't have. Uh, I, I, I'm sure I'm going to keep hunting at antique stores and at you know flea markets to find something with margin because that's the fun part about why I didn't. I like specking back as a kid. And I did that with baseball, football, and comics 
and I'm doing that again, just trying to find those things that are hot to sell them. Just I don't even know why, but I saw online auction for that, and they had Thanos Quest one and two in it. I probably paid what those damn things are worth, but I thought eh, maybe I'll sell them someday. And so that's just more of the fun for me is just trying to find a hidden grail somewhere and or find something with margin to turn into I don't know what. I don't have anything on my list. Like I said, you know, you Fantastic Four Five would be nice. Um, maybe a couple Batman two fifty one. Um, you know, that cover maybe. So we'll see. Ah, I just got two fifty one. I did I, I just made a unboxing for that. That's right. That, that's yeah. one I I saw it like a four zero or five zero for you know under a couple hundred bucks, and I was like, God, well, we saw that we saw that five five graded on Elite for four hundred dollars. Yeah. So. So I don't know. It's. I, you know, you got money in, money out, and like the hobby's paying for itself now because I I got enough stuff I could sell, but then when you buy something, you see it it stops you from buying the next thing that shows up. So you kind of got to take a breather, sell more shit, and then go back to it. And then it's sold. Elite doesn't have it anymore. So it, it just, it's, uh, it's a never, it's a never ending, uh, uh, rat race, we'll call it. So, yeah, but we'll yeah. see, we'll see what we get, but I enjoy the hunt, see what I can find there. And Rohan, you like finding your keys and selling everything else to get the key. Yeah. So you'll be selling 181. You'll be selling 129 to get hey. that fantastic four or five. Like I've said, you got to give good stuff up to get good stuff, JP. You can't have it all. No, you, yes, you can. You can have it all. You can. <laughs> well, I don't Just want it all. It. That's the thing. I Like yeah. I said, my PC ideal is like 50 bucks. So. Mine's probably that, not more than a couple hundred books. That's that's where I'm different. Like, I can't sell my books. Like, I say all the time, I'm going to sell this book to get this, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to start making moves. And I look at it, and I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do it. I can't, yeah, I can't let like this JP. go. That's like JP with uh, – Booster Gold and Lobo. <laughs> Lobo will keep Booster Gold. If someone wants to pay 300 bucks for it, it's sold. See a 9.6. Anybody on the chat? You know, I'll do a special deal. <laughs> hey, look who just jumped on. Mike, who tags. Mike, we're just finishing up here. Yep. Well, it's live. You can watch it uh, on YouTube uh, as soon as we finish out. But, yeah, we enjoyed it. We had a good time. Yeah. Glad oh, you, and so, again, we're, we're tagging. Lawrence from Mighty Comics and Collectibles, Jason of Omega Collects, Errol Molnar, and Manu from 9.9 .9 Newsstand. Uh, show us your top five. And I, I look forward to those ones. I think they're going to have uh, – there might be a couple bigger books than we showed today. Well, I mean, like, we know Lawrence is going to have Batman 1. Errol's going to have Superman 1. We can't compete with that. No, and and then what would – um? Manu's got his Ultimate 4, Fallout 9.8 like newsstand right yeah newsstand yeah like one of three in the world or whatever it is like yeah that's crazy bangers coming yeah. out with bangers see that's the thing we were talking about earlier like how this all came about like you got to get lucky on something i think to get a big book and then be able to trade it like find that one it might not be the grill you want but it's one you can turn into something bigger and that's yeah. what i'm always hoping to do on the hunt but these guys that's how they you know i think that's how they got to it or they just have been in in the in the collecting world for a lot longer that they bought yeah. stuff way cheap years ago so yeah i mean even look, the... oh go ahead i was gonna say both like errol said like he would stack af-15s in like 2005 and they were way cheaper then and then like i think he he got his he got he was getting af-15s for like two grand and like his 7.0 he sold for over a hundred thousand dollars right and then lawrence has said when he came back it and you know he was it was a great time when you know, X-Men 1 and Toss 39 and Jim 83 were not that expensive. So, yeah, definitely timing involved. Um, so we, you and I, JP, definitely were a little behind the times on that. Yeah, That's but I think great. it comes down to, like, getting lucky and saying, I like Tales of Suspense 39, so I bought it. Like, I was not an Iron Man fan, but I did like I Am One. I don't like Tales of Suspense 39. It's a stupid cover. I hate that robot-looking um, Iron Man, but... When you watch the movie, it's way cooler that that's how he started. So once I saw the movie, I definitely would have bought Tales of Suspense. But before that movie, I was like, that's oh, stupid. I'd rather have I Am One with the re with the real suit, the red and, and gold. So, And since we're on it, like, I just have to raise. So Bryce Comics just traded a 9.8 Iron Man 1. And I think he had his trade value of $35,000, which is crazy. And I actually asked Post JP, would you rather have a Toss 39 or an Iron Man 1 in a 9.8? 
Oh, and it was Toss 39 at 8.0 versus a Iron Man 1 at 9.8. I said Toss 39, JP said Iron Man 1. But Vince from Comic Connect yesterday posted that he is on his auction. They have an Iron Man 1 9.9. I don't know how you have a book from 1968 that can remain in, in a 9.9. Like, I'm not saying this is Vince's fault. Vince got some, the biggest books out there and he's selling them. He's killing it. Right. But like, I just don't understand how CGC can find a book from 1968 and be like 9.9. Yeah. Was it white pages? It had or... to come from like someone's personal collection that's like high up at Marvel or. Yeah, exactly. It's been in a file collector. or something. So my guess, like, so if, if, if 9.8 was 30 grand, a 9.9 is going to be over 100 grand. Right. So. Yeah. And again, like, if you get lucky to find that i don't you, i mean we talked to the guy yesterday spidey hits and that those cards and you know sometimes you gotta you know spend money to make money i guess and if you get lucky to buy it earlier find the right deal and then you can turn it into something else that you might really want but um maybe someday we'll get lucky yeah um, so all right i gotta run fellas i gotta go put my kids down all right well hey lunch money thanks for tagging us matt thanks yeah. for joining us tonight yeah no, thanks I, for jumping on matt thanks for having me guys Thanks for everyone being on the chat here. Um, that was our top five grails and keys, our tag video. You heard who we tagged. Uh, looking forward to seeing everyone on the next show. Have All a right. great night, everybody. Peace out, guys. Peace.